Hi, my name is Salla Ibrahim and I'm your host in this podcast called Mind is Your Own Business. In this podcast, we share stories and learnings of successful people, as well as shed light to interesting psychological phenomena around us. We hope that by this we could validate the fact that each and every one of us have our own struggles and also give you insights on how to cope with your own mind. Today, as a guest, I have my dear colleague, uh, performance psychologist Tuire Korvo, and we're talking about perfectionism. Lovely to have you here. It is so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you feeling today? A What's bit, up? A bit nervous, I have to mm. say. This is actually the first podcast episode where I am as a guest. I have been a host before, but never a guest. So. I've been your guest in your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Now the tables have turned. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm really excited to be here. Cool. Mm-hmm. And the topic, uh, perfectionism, I've understood that you know quite a bit about it. Mm-hmm. So what's your own relationship with mm. perfectionism? It's quite multifaceted, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I have a lot of personal uh, experience on the topic as well as professional experience from um, many of our clients at Lavo and also I've been nerding quite a bit about it reading reading about perfectionism and the scientific research behind it lately so definitely a lot of thoughts on the subject so how perfect are you aiming this uh, podcast <laughs> episode to be <laughs> well um Actually, I'm trying to challenge myself um, not to be perfect Okay. during this episode. So that's, that's our goal. That's our goal. <laughs> <laughs> not to be perfect in, yeah. this, in this episode. Cool. Mm. Love that. Um, so let's let's dig in. Uh, what is actually perfectionism? Like, is it is it kind of a personality trait? Are we born with it, or is it something that we learn? How would you define perfectionism? Mm. Well, now that I've uh, dug into the research um, during the during the past weeks, um, I have learned, like with all psychological constructs, there are many different uh, definitions for for what perfectionism is, and researchers are not completely um, unanimous on on what it actually is. But I think, like one of the most used uh, definitions is. Um, one that combines having um, really, really high standards, excessively mm. high standards, um, and also having a lot of uh, self-critical um, thoughts. Mm. So that's sort of, I guess, one good uh, starting point when when we discuss about perfectionism. So kind of high standards, like external standards, and then kind of demanding self-speech mm. or... Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess... Um, Standards, they can be um, either something that we have towards ourselves, like sort of internal standards. Um, they can be standards towards other people, um, but it, they can also be standards that we kind of experience coming from outside of us. So mm. can be this experience of like our uh, environment de- demanding mm. um, us mm. a lot. And you you said that you recognize this uh, phenomena in yourself uh, mm. somewhat also. So h- how would you how do you know that you're a perfectionist, mm. or how do you recognize that from? Mm. Well, I actually now that I've thought about perfectionism, I don't 
recognize that sort of stereotypical perfectionism in myself or when I when I for example think about myself as a kid I I wasn't the the person who would I don't know build perfect Lego um, worlds or um, I don't know aim to perfection um, in in various things that I did um, so so not not sort of being this like um, co- like concentrating on this um, what do you call it like this like really fine details the details yeah yeah but um i would actually consider myself as what uh, researchers would call socially prescribed perfectionist mm. that means someone who is really sort of sensitive um to interpret demands from from other people from right. from uh, the external world and sort of like aim to be as good as possible to kind of fulfill those expectations mm. or, or those like experienced um, expectations. Right, right. Mm. I see. So it kind of comes from outside the, mm. the demands that mm. you then try to fulfill somehow. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it has been something that I've I've had to deal with a lot like during the past um couple of years and and also like when you consider our clientele, like how sort of Mm, demanding they might be so mm. it's very important that as a coach you sort of understand your own demandingness your own perfectionism so that you won't get into this cycle where with with the clients mm. where you sort of like try to um, be perfect for them because then you wouldn't be able to help them definitely actually yeah mm. Should be very aware of your own mm-hmm. <laughs> own uh, kind of thinking mm-hmm. and biases that you mm-hmm. might have. Yeah, definitely. But like the the big question in, in psychology in, in many things is is it is it nurture or is it nature? Mm. Nature nurture. Mm-hmm. What what? How do you see? Mm. You have mm. read read a lot about it. Mm. Perfectionism. Yeah. What's, what's the cause? Well, I guess um, as with every personality trait, there is a heritability to mm. it. Um, If I'm not wrong, I think um, it might be something like 30-40% heritable. So mm-hmm. if um, the parents are perfectionists, then the children will probably be perfectionists as well. Mm-hmm. But um, as the research on on like how perfectionism has developed during the past 30 or so years shows, um, it sort of um, points to the fact that there must be a cultural component to it mm-hmm. um like environmental component to it so that it's not just just genetics but it's but it's also uh, the environment like yeah like culture um how the how the parents behave uh, think things like that mm. so combination mm, combination of the two i guess as with every, everything everything <laughs> like it's yeah. never either mm. or and i guess the nature versus nurture debate should be buried a long mm. time ago so True that i guess mm. Mm. so what kind of environment what are the factors mm. that like there is a lot of discussion now that our kind of uh, society is is mm. pushing us towards perfectionism mm. there is a lot of anxiety among the the young people for example is mm. there something in the environment nowadays that mm kind of makes this phenomenon bigger mm. than it used to be. Yeah, well, the researchers that I was that I was talking about uh, earlier who have uh, done the long- longitudinal studies on on how perfectionism has been increasing 
um, they have a lot of thoughts on on the subject, like why that could be, and uh, they talk a lot about our society being this like hyper competitive, meritocratic, mm. um, consumerist society that actually sort of um, wouldn't work if we would be completely happy mm. about who mm. we are and what we are. So. Right. In a way, um, they they sort of suggest that the system that we live in sort of demands us to be um, not happy, mm, um, about not satisfied, not satisfied. With what we are, yeah, always striving for, always striving for more, mm. um, consuming more, being more, like working hard, um, aiming high, and also mm. like they're they're talking a lot about how. Mm, Like the current situation in our society is so that for the first time in a long time, young people might be in a situation where it's not self-evident that they would have a better income, a better better living standards as their as their parents. Yeah. So it's actually quite a difficult situation to to be in, and the com- competition is is very fierce. Mm. Um, so it's kind of understandable that uh, that perfectionism might be something that people will. Um, sort of used as a coping strategy in in that sort of competitive mm. environment. Yeah, that, that's a very mm. good point. That for like over a decade we have seen um, like uh, grow growth also in so socioeconomical mm. uh, s- status and, mm. and the well being, as you said. Mm. Our parents, our grandparents, all have kind of. Mm. Uh, Be, ha, have had the be, better situation than the previous, mm. but now now it's mm. it's harder yeah. to achieve that. Yeah. yeah, it is a difficult and and very complex mm. question, I guess. But I, I guess something like that could be could be at play here. Mm. Um, but also other reasons for sure um, that are talked about a lot. I think like um, obviously like uh, the the change of media um, mm. environment that we live in is is one um, big factor. Like. Um, like social media, for example, like how we are able to compare ourselves to so many different people nowadays. Mm. And, and we see this like uh, constant uh, flow of um, perfect images of mm. perfect mm. lives. Yeah. So it might sort of affect how we how we how we view our own life as well and and sort of create this false sense that there is such a thing as as perfect life yeah and there is always someone who is mm. better and mm. you can see it right on on your phone screen like in two seconds yeah like the perfect image and then like ai uh to to mm-hmm. the equation that that you might not even know if it's real yeah but you can make perfect things with mm. with uh, artificial intelligence yeah can't really see the difference definitely and also i guess one thing now that you talked about like the environmental effects Mm. um on perfectionism um like obviously parents have some uh effect Mm. on on how they um how they sort of uh communicate to their offspring like what is enough um what's what's the good enough level um and i think there is a good um, um idea in in uh Emilia Kujala's um, work, where where she talks about like demanding people, like Suorita um, Mieli is the is the latest book that she wrote. I think she had a great idea there that um, these sort of like um, over controlling traits might be born out of like very very different. Um, setups actually like it's not just one mm. style of parenting that could create it but actually there are many 
different ways mm. um, that perfectionism or, or this over controlling um, personalities can be created. And one is um, like overly uh, demanding parenting. Mm. That's one. Um, then other is quite the opposite. It's like this like chaotic environments mm. where where the children might have to sort of um, become overly controlling to mm. sort of like cope, cope with the yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then there was a third one that I totally forgot what it was. But well, read, read the book and yeah, then you find out. Exactly. <laughs> Cliffhanger. But, but at least those those two. So yeah. it kind of highlights the, the point that it's it's never so that one situation leads to a certain outcome. Mm. But it's like um, yeah, different out, different situations situations might lead to. Um, the same outcome mm. or or vice versa. Like. Mm. And I think that's super mm. in- interesting that it can be either mm. a, a highly demanding environment or, mm. or then it can be highly chaotic mm. environment. And I think nowadays we are living in quite a chaotic environment where the information overload is, mm. is huge and, and we kind of need to navigate in this uh, environment full of full of information. And could that be one like where we need to control something mm. and what we can control is what we do and, and how we act and where we strive and I don't know just came into my mm. mind maybe it's one way for the people to kind mm-hmm. of navigate in this cha- yeah. chaotic world yeah I, I think that makes so much sense mm. Mm. so is it good or bad like is is perfect perfectionism is it harmful for us can it be useful at at some times and what makes the difference mm. yeah there's also um some debate going on about that mm. at the moment, like whether there is a thing, um, such a thing as healthy perfectionism or not. Mm. Um, some people think that healthy perfectionism is an oxymoron. Like if it's perfectionism, how how can it be healthy at all? Because mm. like it's in the definition, like it's excessively high standards. It's mm. like self-critical thoughts. It's like, yeah, how how, how can it be healthy? Um, mm. But I guess some some researchers do... Um, kind of separate this thing that they call um, excellentism or excellentism, something like that, from perfectionism, where you aim for for um, excellence without the like negative self-talk or mm. overly critical um, like self-view, mm. um, or or like I guess it also depends like what is an excessive excessively high standard like that's also very subjective to some people aiming for something might be excessive Mm. but for another it might not so it's it's like a very 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 complicated um topic but for sure there is such a thing as striving for excellence Mm. without um it being perfectionism Mm. and also i guess i guess the thing about perfectionism is that usually when a perfectionist um like um, reaches a certain goal Mm. Um, they won't be like okay now it's done I'm happy now I'm good like world is fine Mm. but they will go for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing Mm. Um, and it's like a never fulfilling like cycle they will they will never be happy about Mm. themselves even though they they reach these amazing things Mm. or accomplish these amazing things but can you Mm. be a perfectionist and still be happy with the milestones that you achieve? Hmm. It's a really good question. Mm. And I'm not sure if I can can answer that um, like preemptively, but um, I do believe that there is 
there is, like I said, su- such a thing as like striving for excellence. excellence yeah. mm. And what I hear is that mm. maybe the difference is uh, the internal mm. kind of speech or what yep. happens in your own mind, yep. how you how you talk to yourself, mm. and maybe even in, especially in the situation if you if you don't succeed, mm. like what happens if if the goals that you're striving for if you don't achieve those yep. how are you speaking to yourself and, yep. that, and what what kind of meanings does that yeah. have in, yeah. in your own mind exactly i think that is such a crucial point like our relationship to to mistakes and failure that's yeah. that's like what sort of i guess brings to light whether whether the um, kind of attitude you had towards a task is um in quotes like healthy or or unhealthy mm. yeah um, yeah you because kind of strive mm. for excellence but at mm. the same time you can be mm. kind of uh not satisfied but feel good about your yourself and feel mm. valued even though you mm. you're not reaching it. Mm. is it possible mm. I'm, i'm doubting myself as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm not not quite sure about that but But something that that came to mind about this um, topic is that also in the research literature they they do separate these things um, like failure, avoiding perfe- perfectionism, mm. and um, excellence seeking perfectionism. Mm. So that's also I think one really helpful distinction um, that one can think about when thinking about their own perfectionism. Like, mm, am I doing this because I want to? avoid mistakes failure because i'm afraid of something because because i want to run away from something mm. or am i doing this thing because i love it because i'm passionate about it because i want to because i just want to do it yeah basically is it kind of fear motivated mm. or in- internal mm. motivation yeah. behind it yeah definitely yeah mm. so um one of my favorite paradoxes of perfectionism is that uh When perfectionists try to achieve their way out of their perfectionism, they might actually do so just to be even more perfect. <laughs> Because perfect people are not perfectionists, right? Mm, exactly. So like that's that's the vicious cycle that we try to get rid of our perfectionism because that would make us more mm. perfect. Do you recognize this uh, yes. phenomenon and, and what do you think about it? Yes, I definitely do recognize it in myself, but also in in other people around me, I think. And I think one of the reasons why that cycle sort of can be created is that for a perfectionist, it might be completely incomprehensible to try to figure out a situation, like try to solve a problem, like with trying less instead of mm. trying more. Like that's mm. the that's the default setting. Like when a perfectionist encounters a problem, a stressful situation, for example the default mode of coping with that is trying to be more perfect, like trying to mm. achieve more, trying mm. to do more, trying mm. to be more. That's how they are wired. <laughs> That's how they are sort of wired. Mm. So it might be just like just like asking asking them not to breathe or something to yeah. to asking them to to try less. Yeah. So yeah, definitely do um, recognize it um, in myself and I've ha- I've had to work with that mm. a lot as well. Mm. And I guess it all comes down to to acceptance, like accepting perfectionism. Um mm. also like when you realize that oh shit, I'm a perfectionist, like don't try to achieve your way out of it. Mm. Just try to accept it and Exactly. Maybe that's the mm. one thing that will make you imperfect. Mm. Okay, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, but that's yeah. fine and mm-hmm. I'm 
I'm imperfect in that way. Yep. Definitely. Paradoxically. <laughs> it's it's very paradoxical. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But but like personally I hate these lists like do mm. this and do that mm-hmm. in order to get rid of this uh, trait called perfectionism and now the latest uh, media or article like don't be a perfectionist uh, uh, employee and all, all this that's like uh, putting gas on the flames of a perfectionist yeah. oh no one more thing that I yeah. should should kind of uh, uh, cure in myself yeah I was shocked to to read the <laughs> Uh, the article in in Hoas uh, Visio just like a couple of weeks back, where uh, where they they were quoting this like perfectionism researcher who I've been also studying a lot um, during these weeks, but uh, like the the heading was something like like you should never hire a perfectionist, <laughs> like that's the worst trait that you could ever imagine in an employee. Like I was so shocked to read that, like. Do they really think that this is going to help the perfectionists yeah, exactly. or like just make the things worse? Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how could we create like a culture where it would be easier just to let go and easier to kind of not do more and not have a one more task list for me to mm. achieve and, and develop myself, but maybe. Mm. Well, even though I do believe that it's it's a lot to do with individual psychology, it also has a lot to do with communities. Mm. Um, and how we as a community can sort of deal with the, with the theme of perfectionism. And I think um, leaders have a crucial role mm. in that as well, like how mm. leaders can sort of support people with perfectionist tendencies mm. um, to sort of um, find the realistic standards, like like setting a goal that is not... Um, excessive or, or impossible to reach, mm. um, create this psychological safety um, where failures and mistakes are are sort of like um, appreciated in a way that mm. that that you can learn from them instead of um, considering them something mm. to be punished for, um, and also like being aware of like how you use um, evaluations and mm. and especially like numbered metrics of mm. of like um, e- evaluating um, work performance because like many perfectionists might have like really rigid standards um, about those metrics for example like if you get a uh, 4.6 from um, like a client satisfaction survey you might think that okay that's like that's like good enough but anything below that is considered a failure mm. so like Just like communicating what those metrics stand for and, yeah. and being What's clear. What's the interpretation? Yes. And, and not, let, not let the perfectionist mm. make the interpretation. Because yeah, <laughs> exactly. And being mm. clear that that mm. is just one tool that we use at our workplace, mm. not something that um, equates your your worth as a person exactly. or employee, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Managing expectations. Yeah. There were lots of other things that you mentioned, like psychological safety, mm. creating... Uh, and then what was the first one that you mentioned? Mm, um, setting realistic goals yeah, yeah, and, and helping the perfectionists set goals so that uh, mm. um, they can, they are not alone in the process, but they, they sort of like together um, with, with the um, um, supervisor or, mm. or, or leader sort of um, define what's the... Exactly. What's, what's good enough. What's good enough. Mm. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Super important. Mm. So kind of how could leader uh, make the environment where the perfectionism isn't 
maybe the harmful perfectionism, but could be uh, useful striving for excellence kind yeah. of yeah. perfectionism. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also important that we already discussed this is to help them accept their mm. perfectionism so that they won't part get of the deal. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they won't get into this treadmill where they're trying to achieve their way out of the perfectionism. Right. Mm. So uh, you coach business leaders and, and entrepreneurs, and then I might guess that you encounter a lot of perfectionists also in your coaching sessions. Um, how is perfectionism visible among your clients? Mm. It is definitely visible there. Like I said in the beginning, it's also something that that I as a coach have to be w- very aware of so mm. that it won't um, affect me because that's sort of my own personal um Achilles heel or, mm. or something like mm. that. Um, we coach a lot, lot of like high achieving individuals here at Lavo, so um, it's it's bound to to be a theme in in the coachings as well. Um, although we do know that that perfectionism is also related to um, like decreasing work performance. Mm. I guess some traits of like excellence seeking, some perfectionism perfectionistic tendencies um, are still present in in many leaders as well. Mm. Mm. I guess one thing that sort of like makes a lot of sense is that, for example, when you're building a startup, um, you cannot really do it in a way that like hey, I'm just aiming for mediocrity and going to the investors like, hey, I did this mediocre thing, like give me money. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. What do you think about it? Actually, like you are a startup um, mm. entrepreneur. So what's what's actually your relationship to? That's a good question because mm. it's very undefined. Mm. Uh, I don't recognize myself as being perfectionist per se, at least. I've always been this uh, like... Uh, Good, good enough person like in school I I had I was like an eight and a half mm. student I didn't have to do much but I got like good enough grades for like very not not that much effort and that's kind of what I have followed like optimize uh, do as much as is needed to get good enough results mm. so I don't know if it's some form of perfect perfectionism as well like <laughs> mm. do as less as mm. possible to get as good results as possible but but mm. but yeah I, I, it's it's a bit undefined but mm. i've recognized that in some cases in things that are super important for me i, I can be mm. very demanding on myself for example mm. like le- leading people and uh, like uh, i feel that i have quite a strong opinion on on value-based leadership and like the values that I I rely on so if there's something there that I don't feel that's kind of perfect or are going the way that uh, mm. I feel they should be then then I feel very bad about myself mm. and can be quite harsh mm-hmm. harsh on myself so it's It, it depends on the on the subject or that that what I have learned mm. yeah but that also reminds me of the Pareto principle mm. that you should um, concentrate on the 20% um, of tasks that create the 80% of value. So I think that sort of sounds very reasonable mm. for me to sort of like, yeah, you can you can do your best in in these like certain tasks, but like not try to be perfect in everything like, mm. because that's just not humanly possible. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I guess like you were asking about the about the about the clients mm. and and how this theme um, surfaces in in the coachings. Um, I guess uh, one thing that I've I've noticed a lot in our clients is this sort of tendency to never be satisfied in where they are. So they might accomplish amazing things, mm. but still they might have this feeling of. I'm not enough, mm, mm. sort of like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the mm, next thing? So mm. that's very common, I guess. And I think um, that's kind of coded in the entrepreneurship as mm, well, especially mm-hmm. like startup entrepreneurs. Like you, yeah. you need to think about the next step. Mm. You need to have your eyes on the on the kind of what's happening around the corner. So yep. it, it requires a lot of reflection and kind of um, – like think, thinking about the situation mm. in in hands to be able to be <laughs> kind yeah. Of satisfied. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And also, I think one thing that I do notice a lot um, with our clients is that it might be like perfectionism might be a way to cope with stressful things. Like like leaders that we coach, they are under an immense amount of pressure. Mm. Um, And it's like kind of makes sense that uh, trying to be perfect, trying to achieve things perfectly, probably have helped them in in their history mm. to to become where they are exactly. at the moment. So it's their sort of like they have learned that okay, this is a coping mechanism that actually works. Mm. So when they encounter a stressful situation, um, they might go back to that coping mechanism again. Um, although there's also like a paradox that the perfectionism itself might be the problem and they might try to yeah like we talked before try mm. to fix the the situation with exactly. even more perfectionism exactly. yeah so it can be quite scary also to let go mm. of something that mm. you have found being quite useful mm. for your success and, yeah and for getting where you are mm. definitely in your life but find also the balance like mm. uh, when is it becoming mm-hmm. harmful and and what are the situations where yeah where it's it's creating more stress and, mm. and struggle than being useful mm, definitely mm. and also what we see a lot with our clients is is um, how perfectionism is related to to burnout and mm. and sort of these feelings of um, just like people are tired of it like mm. they they have so much pressure they have like so much on their plate um but they might have like difficult time um, understanding what they could let go of what they could delegate but instead always saying yes to things always like trying to do more and mm. and demanding themselves more um and never never really feeling that they deserve to to rest mm. for example mm. so what is the best insight or like for you personally or from from your coaching with your clients like if you would have to summarize Uh, the best insight that you have gotten from perfectionism, what, what would it be? Mm, something that would help. Yeah, something that has helped you or or some of your clients mm. with, the, with the topic. Well, definitely the first thing is to recognize it in mm. yourself and and sort of become aware of it. Mm. Um, because like, like I said in the beginning, it's not just like there's not just one way or or one version of perfectionism it can be very very different and it might take a considerable amount of effort just to recognize that this is actually what i'm dealing with here mm. um 
and for me it has been like that um that I, it it has required so much um self reflection mm-hmm. and and work to sort of become aware that i might be a perfectionist mm-hmm. in in a sense um so definitely talking with someone um talking with a coach talking with a therapist um or or friends mm. definitely is the first step in dealing with that um understanding the reasons why you might do it and understanding why it like we talked before like why it might be uh, beneficial or what's the point of it like everything that we do um has a good reason like we wouldn't do things if it wouldn't mm. make any sense mm. um like it perfectionism at some point must have had some sort of positive role in your life mm. because you have sort of um internalized that as, as your coping mechanism so understanding that it's not something completely bad but it has served some mm. purpose at some point in your life um, i might be serving some purpose also at yeah. this point but yes. maybe not mm. that much <laughs> definitely mm. so becoming aware of that might sort of help in not thinking it as something negative that you have to get rid of Mm. but sort of like understanding and accepting that this is where i'm at Mm. at the moment this is part of me yeah this is this is part of me Mm. who i am it doesn't mean that you couldn't learn or you couldn't change how you behave or think Mm. um but still accepting that it might be a part of who you are Mm. i think it's important And maybe even not a part of part of who you are, but mm. a companion that you're yeah. traveling with. Like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you don't need to. That doesn't need you need you don't need to intern, mm. internalize mm. that kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but accept that this mm-hmm. is something that I'm living with yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Mm, definitely. And understanding, like sort of the the feelings also associated with it. Like many times we might carry a lot of shame um in in like mm, like trying to achieve uh, this this like perfectionism like we might feel that we're not enough if we don't try to uh, be perfect so sort mm. of like also dealing with that shame i i think is also also mm. very important um in in coping with perfectionism I would love to go to to the subject of shame. Mm. Uh, that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. favorite feelings. Um, that's your favorite no, feeling? No, not, not like personally favorite <laughs> feeling, but as, as a psychologist, as a self development mm. context, mm. I, I think it's super important. Like, uh, and I always I, 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 that's my insight that I should always go towards shame mm. and kind of like mm-hmm. towards the feelings of embarrassment because mm. what I've learned is that that's where kind of the the fractions are and that's that's where it's also easier to get connected with people so yep. I, i think that's somehow uh, like the other side of perfectionism is embarrassment or kind of me not being mm. being like ac- accepted and yep. and by going towards that that's the only way you can get acceptance yep being imperfect yes and and that's why mm-hmm. uh, i i try to go towards shame yeah even though it hurts <laughs> mm, definitely that was very that, well said that could be another another podcast mm-hmm. subject but yeah <laughs> i had to just mention shame mm-hmm. being my favorite one okay uh 
what would you recommend uh, for anyone who is listening to this episode mm. and would be interested to learn more about this mm. topic of perfectionism? Something that you have read or mm. something podcast or anything? Definitely. Yeah, like I like I said in the beginning, I've I've nerded so much <laughs> on this topic lately. Um, Thomas Curran's um, latest book, um, The Perfection Trap, mm. is very good, um, and I would highly recommend that. Um, then also the the book that I mentioned before, Emilia Kujala's um, Suorittajan Mieli, mm. in Finnish, that would that would also be one of my top recommendations. Um, yeah, I guess those two. Um, for starters. Good ones, mm. definitely. Thank you, Tuire. Uh, so on a level of one to ten, how perfect was this? Was this episode now? Hmm. I would say it was around seven and a half. Okay. So I would say eight and a half. Okay. Like, perfectly <laughs> imperfect. <laughs> definitely. Thank you so much. It was so Thank nice you, to Tuire. talk with you, Sala.